Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a brand new series here at Late Breaking. This is F1 Rising Stars. To provide some context, the intention of this series is to speak to some of the brightest upcoming talent in motorsport, going into depth about how they started racing, their career progress up until now, and what their ambitions are for the future. For episode one of the series, we were lucky enough to speak to Jamie Chadwick. At 20 years of age, Jamie has already been a champion of multiple series, and is set to compete in the inaugural year of the W Series. Jamie's passion for racing is evident, as is her maturity beyond her years, but I'll let you find out for yourself. However, and wherever you might be watching, enjoy. So, uh, Jamie, thank you very much for doing this interview with us. Um, Going to start at the very beginning. How did you get into motorsport exactly? What was it that inspired you to start karting? The famous question I always get asked, how did you get into it? Um, so, yeah, firstly, thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, so I fell into motorsport really by accident, to be honest. It's um, a bit of a weird sport to sort of come across, I guess, if you've not got family members in the sport, whether that be your parents or whoever else. And, yeah, for me, it was very much as into all sorts of other sports at the time. Um, and it was literally my brother went go-karting um, when we must have been. So I was about 11. He would have been 13 at a friend's birthday party. Quite quickly caught the bug. And, yeah, I sort of went off to watch him and had a first go in the go-kart. And, yeah, one thing led to another. Started picking up some trophies. And, yeah, I guess caught the bug very quickly, like I said. Yeah. Um, when, when do you think it became clear to you that you had a, a real talent for this and that it could be something of a career rather than, rather than just a hobby? Yeah, I think initially it very much was a hobby um, and something I did because I enjoyed it. And um, I started picking up some trophies, but it really was just something I was doing at the weekends um, for fun, really. Um, and I think we took a little bit of a shot at seeing what I could potentially do beyond go-karts which was the Janetta Junior Scholarship uh, which we entered purely by chance to be honest my brother was racing in the championship at the time but um, I really didn't expect necessarily to win it and I went into it um, 
a little bit sort of open minded and just to see how it went and yeah came out as a winner of that which then gave me a fully funded season in the Janetta Junior Championship and yeah I guess that's when I started to really realise that this could be a lot more serious than a potential career. Yeah so um, I mean that leads on nicely you, you get the Janetta Junior Scholarship uh, but as I understand it you had something of a of a fork in the road at that time you had the opportunity um, to to play hockey is that right to trial for trial for England on that? Yeah that's right so um, yeah it was a bit we say it's a fork in the road to be honest the decision was quite easy for me to make at the time but I was playing hockey a lot and it was a sport that before motorsport came along was something that I really enjoyed doing and uh, was a potential career and yeah I had uh, so at the time I was playing for the west of England and there were the next level up was some England hockey trials where you went to a academy for a few days and those few days pretty much exactly coincided with the days that the Janetta Junior Scholarship was on and yeah like I said to me it was a little bit weirdly of a no-brainer which is bizarre because at the time although I loved motorsport it wasn't necessarily the be-all and end-all for me and yeah at the time I clearly wanted to do the scholarship and chose that and saw the opportunity that was available to me and yeah that was kind of a bit of a no-brainer I guess and yeah went straight for the scholarship. Yeah, so you say the decision was a, a relatively easy one for you to make. Once you'd made that decision, was it just a case of full steam ahead with motorsport and no looking back whatsoever? Or did did it ever remain a part of um, a, a potential fallback or, or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. I think I um, continued to play hockey at school, um, continued to sort of do everything that I was doing. Sorry, normally um, as I was continuing with the motorsport, but... Um, it wasn't until, yeah, maybe the end of my first year in Janetta Juniors that I really started to specialise in motorsport. And um, I don't know whether fallback's the right word, but I always thought it really helped my racing, me doing other sports and doing other stuff, whether that be hockey or squash or whatever it was I was doing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if fallback's the right word, but it was something I definitely did that I thought helped help the racing. Yeah. Um, so then you, you do get into to the Janetta Junior Championship and you you have your brother as a, as a teammate for your first year. Um, how exactly did that dynamic work? Did it actually, did it help having that kind of a relationship with your first teammate in a, in a single-seater competition? Um, I don't know if help's the right word. <laughs> it was certainly an interesting dynamic. And I think the thing is, is when I first sort of got into it, um, it was his second year in the championship and it was, you know, obvious that, I wasn't going to be challenging him for the championship title at that point. But, yeah, there were times in the year where um, we were required to either work together or for whatever reason, um, I might have gone a bit quicker. And, yeah, my poor parents were put through hell, I think, that year. So, (laughs) yeah, I can't say the dynamic was always the best. But it was good because, obviously, I learned from him. You always want a strong teammate. And that year, um, I still say he threw the championship away. He should have won it that year. So, um, yeah, it's was a good thing for me to learn from him but also having to then go home and sit at family dinner with the person that your teammates with and rivals with uh, could be quite difficult. Yeah it must have been quite strange I don't think there's too many instances of that in motorsport really. Um, Was there a sense of being able to be honest with each other I mean you've obviously still got many years left ahead of you in your career but you have had a number of teammates so far um, were you just able to be so honest with them and, and, and do you think that was something that, that helped you along? 
Yeah, I think I've always had a bit of a similar attitude with teammates, which is you shouldn't really have to hide anything. Um, Mm. Yes, your teammate is technically one of your biggest rivals, but also the person that can help you the most if you get it right. And um, yeah, I've been quite lucky throughout my whole career. Some of the teammates I've had, um, obviously in GT racing, you're working directly with your teammates. So that's a different dynamic. And I was really lucky with Ross Gunn when we did British GT. But yeah, since then, in sort of all the single seater racing and stuff I've done, um, been quite lucky with the teammates I've had. Um, I've had a couple of fallouts, but ne- nothing ever, ever too bad. And I think, like I said, it's important to try and sort of have a close working relationship with, with your teammates because you can fast track your learning and their learning and the team's learning um, so easy by doing that. Absolutely. Um, so just reflecting on those two years that you spent in the championship as a whole, um, picked up a number of podiums in those two years. Were you happy with how um, you were able to really start your single seater career? Was was that a, a good um, a good starting point for you? Yeah, I think um, in terms of my first year um, in, so do you mean, sorry, my first year in F3 or my first year in Janetta Juniors? Uh, in in Janetta Juniors in, um, in in sort of 2013 and 2014. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I believe you, you kind of picked up your performances slightly in the second of those two years. Um, but were you happy with those two years as a whole? Yeah, as a whole, I was definitely happy in the learning that I had throughout those years. The first year I was pretty happy with, um, but the second year um, we picked up a few podiums, but I was actually a little bit disappointed with how the year went as a whole. Um, I felt like that year we should have been capable of challenging for the championship and we finished well down the mid-pack. So um, I think from a driver's perspective, I can throw all sorts of excuses and all sorts of reasons as to why I felt like we didn't achieve what we should have achieved. But I think the reality was, is I wasn't necessarily ready for the level of competition at that stage. Um, We were fast enough in practice. We had the pace and the speed, but um, I'd done two years of karting and then one year of Janetta Juniors. And then I was straight into that second year up against the likes of Lando Norris. And I think there were quite a few good drivers in that year. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't happy at the time. I think looking back at it now, um, it's probably one of the biggest learning experiences I've had in my career. Um, and yeah, whilst we didn't pick up maybe as many race wins or podiums as I would have liked, um, I think even looking back at it now, I can be pretty happy with some of the results we got. And I mean, any disappointment from that year that you didn't get as many wins maybe as you wanted or didn't compete for the championship, you made up for that in the following year. I moved to obviously the British GT Championship at GT4 level Um, before getting into actually winning the series. um, It's slightly unconventional approach going up the the ladder at that age. You you see many would go from F4 to F3 and and not many would delve into sort of the British GT Championship. Um, Do you think actually going down this path helped you? Yeah, it was a bit of an interesting choice and one at the time. Uh, caused quite a lot of questions and now you look at the amount of Janetta Junior drivers going off into GT racing it's huge but at the time um, I didn't have the financial backing to go and do single seaters um, or to do it on the level that I would have liked to have done it on Um, there was a bit of backing that I had and an opportunity in sports cars and Aston Martin launched a young driver program and I was coached at the time by Johnny Adam who was a factory driver and um, had an in with obviously Beachstein who was racing with at the time um, and he said come and test the GT4 car that had won the championship the year before and just see how you get on and 
whilst it a lot of people thought it was quite a big step up to go from Janetta Juniors to GT4, actually Janetta Juniors prepared me perfectly for it. And mm. um, the first test went well and it was quite clear that that was something that I felt like would have been a good step to make. And um, with the support that, like I said, I had from Aston Martin with the Young Driver Programme and Beach Dean, it was a obvious move for me. Um, whether I was aware that it could have been as successful as it was in terms of winning the championship at the time, I wasn't sure. I just felt like it was a sensible move to make and it was a step up and didn't break the bank, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, how did it feel racing against um, many older and, and, and more experienced drivers in that championship? Because if you do go up, say, Formula 4, you, you're generally racing against people within the same year, maybe same two or three years as you. Uh, but there were plenty of drivers in the series who had been doing it for quite a long time. Um, how, how did that feel? Yeah, I think it was weird. Again, I was sort of unusually oblivious to it all. Mm. Um, I think I knew the speed that myself and Ross had, um, and natural speed. Ross, I still to this day say, is one of the fastest drivers I've come across on a single lap. And um, yeah, for us as teammates, um, I knew the speed we had. And when you come out of Janetta Juniors, I do feel like it preps you pretty well um, for whatever you're going to go into next. And Aside from maybe the lack of experience in those cars or um, the lack of years maybe that we had between us, um, I was confident that we had the raw speed um, to make make it happen. And whether, you know, a couple of mistakes in the longer races and the different style of racing um, caught us out, I still felt like we had the raw pace to, you know, get the results on merit. Yeah, and um, you got the necessary results, win the championship, um, and at the same time become the, the youngest and, and the first woman to win the championship as well. Um, what do these kind of records mean to you? Yeah, it's funny. I get asked this a lot, and actually the records don't really mean anything to me. Um, yeah. I think uh, like my outset goal from the outset was to win the championship. Um, if I were the first female or the youngest, it didn't make a difference at the time. You know, I still wouldn't have made a difference to whether I wanted to achieve it or not so it's a bonus it's uh, maybe sometimes the icing on the cake but it really isn't other than a press release title uh, anything that I sort of count as being an achievement I see the achievement being the championship win if that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense um so you move from that series then you do go into formula three in 2017 um what was that transition like from from going into from the vantage into that that formula three car yeah that was actually quite a tough transition to make uh, a little bit of a baptism of fire for sure i think um i thought it'd be slightly more of a linear step over and whilst i was under no illusions as to how tough series like British F3 is um, I felt like we could make a bit more of a linear crossover but actually it really was a good step up um, the cars are quick the downforce the sort of experience level of some of the drivers in there um, you're competing against guys with sort of fairly good budget and fairly good pedigrees in terms of their karting and what they've done before so it is tough and the margins are so small that in my first year especially a lot of it was just learning about that and playing catch up, I guess. So it was a tough year, but I couldn't, I wouldn't say I even regret it even slightly. I think the amount I learned just in that year um, and over the last two, three years, actually, in single seaters has been huge and really have prepared me much better as a driver, as a pole package. 
Yeah, and um, so you secure a top 10 finish in the championship that year. Uh, you move teams, but stay in the same championship uh, last year, 2018. And then you end up winning your first race at that level. How did it feel to, to win at a Formula 3 level? Uh, it was an incredible feeling. Um, that really was something that we had worked so hard for. And the win wasn't the win I wanted, but I think we I would be biased and say this but I really do feel like we deserved a win uh, at some point that year and we got a little bit unlucky at times and we really had been working so hard towards it and the season was sort of drawing to a close that it felt like it was never going to happen and yeah it came at the perfect time and like I said um, you know it's been the goal from the outset you always go and you try and want to win a race or win races and championships and for us to achieve that um at brands hatch was yeah an awesome feeling yeah so um obviously you win you win you win the race in the second of those seasons um but in terms of points you, your points tally was almost identical between the two years um do you feel as if you you made more progress in the second year than what those points actually show yeah absolutely i think um yeah i I look at the results of the British F3 second season and I really don't feel they do us justice because um, as a team and as a whole, I feel like we made good progress. I think the second year was more competitive, to be honest, particularly in the mid-pack. Um, I remember, you know, in the first year you could qualify. I would always be in and around the same sort of position, um, even if I was having a good day or a bad day. Whereas the difference between me and having a good day or a bad day um, in the second season was the difference between me qualifying on pole or me qualifying 12th and um, mm. the margins really were that small and yeah I remember being a tenth and a half off and qualifying sixth or seventh at Silverstone and very similar at Spa so yeah I think like I said I don't think the results necessarily reflect that but yeah um, also the full reverse grid I actually don't think helped us necessarily so uh, from an outsider's perspective it looks like we didn't maybe make as much progress as I felt like we did and um, that's a shame, but yeah, I think there's a championship. It's so competitive. Um, I was really happy with myself in terms of the progress we did make internally. Yeah. Um, so then you go off to do MRF challenge in Asia, um, and involved in, in quite a good, uh, <laughs> title battle with, with Max DeForney. Um, going into that last race weekend, you're a few points behind, but with five races on a weekend that there's so much, um, so many points to make up. Uh, what were your emotions heading into that final race weekend of that championship? And did you feel any pressure at the prospect of, of winning that title? Yeah, I think one of the nice things for me getting into that weekend is I really had momentum on my side and the pressure wasn't on my shoulders nearly as much as it was on Max's, I think. So, mm. yeah, he had a much stronger first race weekend in Dubai and I had a much stronger second weekend in Bahrain. So momentum was on my side off the back of Bahrain. Um, obviously there's a points deficit that I had to make up but that put the pressure on him and um, yeah I knew what I needed to do and what I needed to achieve and things fell my way really nicely in the end that weekend and yeah I guess with the way that the championship works and the five races on the weekend um, I knew anything could have happened um, to either of us you know so um, I didn't feel the pressure as such but I knew that there was a huge opportunity on the cards. Yeah. Um, so you take three of those final five races and that gave you the title. Um, and I guess that really showed you were able to perform when it mattered most. Um, do you think this is something that bodes well for you when uh, teams are maybe thinking of you as an option later in your career? 
Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I think the MRF weekend was nice for me, or season was nice for me, because um, my whole career didn't really ever show money race wins. And it showed me as being, I would say, quick enough on a day when I was um, driving well, but maybe a little bit inconsistent. And like you said, not always showing up when it mattered. Um, And so I didn't feel like my career stats, even though with a GT championship, really showcased what we could do. So, yeah, I guess the MRF championship um, showed a bit of light on the fact that we were capable of winning races. We were capable of um, making it count when it mattered and winning championships, which is another big um, thing that's not so easy to do. And yeah, um, I'm hoping that gives us momentum also going into this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, leading into this year, um, the W series, um, when did you decide to, to try and qualify for the series and, um, and why did you think that was the best choice for you? Yeah, it's an interesting question actually, because I wasn't so aware of it, to be honest, before it was announced. Um, I know a lot of drivers had sort of an ear to the ground as to the fact it was going to be launched, but, um, other than a few whispers here and there, I didn't actually know much about it. So, um, when it was launched, um, I think my management um, the guys came up to me and sort of said, what are your thoughts on this? And I said, it was a terrible idea. Um, and then they said, no, let's have a conversation with them because it might not be a terrible idea. And I was still adamant it was a terrible idea. And I actually had it fully explained to me and what it actually was. And I quite quickly retracted my statement <laughs> and realised it was something that I wanted to get involved with. And there and then I sort of was happy to sign a piece of paper to show my interests and show that I wanted to, um, you know, get involved in the selection process. Yeah. Um, so you, you qualify for the evaluation stage, you head out to Austria for that. Um, how, how did you find that process? Yeah, I really enjoyed it actually. Um, I went there with a really open mind and didn't put any pressure on myself, just went out there to see, um, what it was all about. To be honest, I knew it wasn't going to be anything I had done before, whether that be, you know, it wasn't going to be in an F3 car. It wasn't going to be um, anything that I had done before, like I said. But it was so different and so um, sort of testing in the sense it was potential. Some of the days it was in snow, um, yeah. in road cars, on slippery surfaces, doing all sorts of different um, tests. That it was all about trying to find natural talent, which I absolutely loved because it showed that it wasn't all about, you know, who had the most experience in single seaters and who had the most experience in certain types of racing. It was about trying to find the girls that had the most ability to progress in motorsport. And um, I kind of took it as an opportunity um, to do something I'd never done, which involved the cool things like drifting and car control and all sorts of different stuff. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think it was a great sort of, three four days from a um, success point of view and the fact I made it through but mainly the amount I learned and the amount I enjoyed it um, really topped it all off to be honest. Um, and yeah like you say you, you do make it through the process and you, you make the, the the final cut for the drivers to compete in the championship um, considering how many people applied and how many people went through the evaluation stage how does it feel that you succeeded and you came out on top? Yeah, I mean, um, I was amazed at how many people <laughs> there were, to be honest, um, yeah. that applied. I think I could have listed maybe four or five female racing drivers that I knew might have applied beforehand. So, yeah, to 
rock up and meet 60 other girls or near enough 60 other girls was really cool and I guess I think I was always for everything you do you want to do well in and you want to be successful but then part of me actually was also quite excited to see how many girls there were that were fast and capable it was almost as if I was really happy to see that amount of success out there rather than me being like oh I just want to go out and beat them all um so yeah I think to get through and to be now in the top 18 is really really exciting and um I'm obviously you know hugely grateful for the opportunity and now with the racing starting it's when things get serious and competitive but at the time I was just actually really pleasantly surprised about how many talented females there were out there yeah um I mean, the series itself um, has has got a lot of attention, uh, some positive, some negative as well. Um, and from a few um, other female drivers in motorsport, uh, the likes of Pippa Mann, maybe not been um, such a fan and an advocate of the series. Um, why do you think that the series is a is a positive step rather than a negative one? I think the way I see it is it's a step. Um, mm. You can argue all day, well, till the cows go home as to whether it's the exactly the right thing to have done, but at least it is something. And we're seeing far, far too many people talking about how they want to get more women in motorsport. And it's a lot of talk, but this is actually a fully funded opportunity. We're seeing now 18 females racing in Formula 3 level or in Formula 3 cars, whereas before I could list maybe four or five girls that were racing at that level, if that. So, yeah, I guess I see it as a step and something that is positive because it is something and yeah as a driver it's a huge opportunity and for me I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be racing in single seaters necessarily this year if it wasn't for the W Series so I I can see where people are coming from in terms of why they have their reservations and concerns but really it is a huge opportunity and something I'm really grateful for. And the series itself is a massive opportunity for you, obviously, but um, that's recently been enhanced even further with the news that uh, is going to be on Channel 4. So you've got a big free-to-air audience that you, you will be racing in front of now. Does, does, this just, um, does this just increase the opportunity for you to show the world what you can do? Yeah, exactly. That news that came out yesterday uh, is huge. It's hugely exciting for uh, the W Series and motorsport in general, I think. Motorsport is a great sport and unfortunately it's not always getting the viewing figures that it deserves and hopefully this kind of um, platform with Channel 4 and the amount of interest it has the potential to generate will shine light to both motorsport but also women in motorsport and the W Series as a whole and yeah with the first race weekend coming up only next weekend I think it's going to be definitely something everyone should be should be watching. Absolutely. Um, just to wrap things up, really, looking towards the future, um, you have recently been announced as a as an Aston Martin junior driver. You obviously have that prior experience with Aston Martin. Um, and where do you see that that partnership going? That that um, that relationship between the two of you? Yeah, I think the really nice thing with Aston Martin is I've had an ongoing relationship with them um, for the last four years now. Um, whether mm. that be um, formalized with what we've got now um as a factory role or just in the background um they've always been so so supportive of everything I've done and yeah I'll be daft if I can't see my future with them at some point um and I'd love to to continue a long-term relationship with them because the guys there are great um they've really helped bring me on as a driver and 
I've got some exciting opportunities with them this year, but hopefully going forwards and over the next few years, that's only going to expand and I can continue to work with them, um, like I said, on a more formal basis. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for, for doing the interview with us. Um, some great answers from you and um, best of luck for the year ahead. No, thank you. Once again, many thanks to Jamie for being our first guest and we are intrigued to see what 2019 holds for her. We will attempt to make this series as regular as possible, but of course that does depend on the flow of guests. If you have enjoyed this episode, please let us know what you think about it and subscribe for further content. Until next time, keep breaking late. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.